Hello and welcome to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Gerand, and I'll be giving you my honest thoughts on the books I read. While the reviews will be short and to the point, they'll include everything you want to know without any spoilers to help you figure out what you should read next. So with that said, let's jump right in. Hi everyone. So today's review is going to be about another romance novel. And I did one just a couple episodes back on The Proposal by Jasmine Guillory, which I kind of shat on, to be honest. And since that was a book that I said to avoid unless you wanted something very reminiscent of the Hallmark Channel or the CW Network, I wanted to give you another romance book that was more so something I enjoyed and would recommend over that book. And it's The X-Hex by Aaron Sterling. But before I get started, do not get me wrong. This book also falls into the category that I like to call junk food reads, which I mentioned in the proposal episode, and I'll repeat it here again. Calling them junk food reads is not a criticism. Sometimes we all need a book that's the equivalent of a McDonald's cheeseburger, right? Something that's an indulgence that we just need every once in a while for the satisfaction, even if we know it gives us zero real sustenance. And even though they're not nutritious, we don't eat it all the time, but they're still just as important because of the joy they bring us. And they're good for us mentally and emotionally. It's an indulgence and a mood booster. So to me, there are books that fall into this category. They're not books I'm reading 100% of the time or expecting to get anything out of them intellectually, but they're indulgent and fun and necessary to read every once in a while to just have some escapism. And while The Proposal was a book I described and categorized as a junk food read, it ended up being one that I didn't enjoy for several reasons. If you want to know why, you can go back and listen to that episode, but one of the reasons I disliked it and didn't really touch on in that episode was the fact that The Proposal was solely about the relationship. There was really no storyline or content that didn't revolve around the romance itself. There were some other things I disliked as well that I do talk about in the episode, but I actually think that this was the main one. And reading this book, The X-Hex by Aaron Sterling, really put that into perspective for me. Because even though this book is absolutely another junk food read, it's not at all high-level reading in the slightest, I still got a kick out of it and enjoyed it because it was much more about a fun and slightly suspenseful storyline that set up the romance between the characters. And it was a story I was completely invested in and would read about even if there wasn't a romantic element. Plus, the two protagonists don't even kiss until about halfway or more than halfway through the book, so that just goes to show how much more was put into the characters in the story. And while it does reach a point in the book where the story does become pretty heavy on the romance, Sterling did already establish a whole world and series of events that were really interesting and entertaining and, like I said, could stand alone from the romance in the book. And this plot that I'm referring to is that our protagonist, Vivian, is a witch. She's also really close to her aunt and her cousin, who are also witches, 
It's a family thing, apparently. And they all live in a small town in Georgia. I think northern Georgia, based on the geography that's described, there's some things like hills and mountains and some descriptions of the seasons like fall and snowy winters. But the town that they live in is a small historical town called Graves Glen. And it was founded by the Penhollow family back in like the 1700s, I think. And the Penhollow family originates from Wales. And that's actually where most of the present day family still lives, but they do occasionally visit Graves Glen. Since they founded the town, as well as the local university, they still have somewhat of a presence there, especially for certain holidays or special events. And the reason I mentioned the university is because that's where Vivian, our protagonist, works as a history professor. But while it may look like a normal, prestigious university, it actually has a secret program there for witches and warlocks to learn magic, magical history, things like that. And it's actually kind of clever. The way that this program is hidden from regular students is that they say that there's a really competitive program where students who are in this program just take all of their classes in separate buildings or separate parts of campus. And that way it looks like a normal university and everyone is still sort of intermingled on campus, but magical students can learn magic secretly and separately at the same time, which is a really clever way to sort of hide in plain sight since this is kind of how normal universities are also set up, right? For example, let's say you're an art history major, like I was. All of your classes are going to be in buildings dedicated to that specific field of study or similar ones. So you're only going to have classes and lectures in buildings that are designated to art and art history, but you're not going to have any classes in the same buildings or anywhere near the business students or even architecture students for that matter. So even though you're all sharing the same campus, it's still pretty separated at the same time. So that's what they do at this university that teaches both normal subjects alongside magic. Plus, as added protection, they've also cast some spells over the classrooms and buildings that deter people from being curious or even just wandering in on accident, just in case. So to circle back, Vivian lives in the town of Graves Glen with her aunt and her cousin, who both actually run a small store where they sell witchy memorabilia, things like crystals, candles, stuff like that. But even though Vivian is currently a history professor, back when she was about 18 or 19, she actually used to date one of the Penhollow boys named Reese. But he broke her heart because his family is an old school, upper crust, magical family, so he actually had an arranged engagement, which is apparently normal for magical society, specifically for the really established families. But Reese didn't tell Vivian until after they were together and after she had already fallen for him, which leads to their breakup and Vivian's broken heart. So this is actually where the book opens. Vivian is about 18 or 19. She's really upset by their split and is confiding in her cousin, who decides to just mess around with magic and in an attempt to lift Vivian's spirits, they both jokingly cast a curse on Reese. But as you might be able to guess, the curse actually works. Normally, it wouldn't have worked. That's actually pretty dark magic, and casting a curse is not something that's easy to do, so they didn't actually think or even really want it to work. They were just messing around. 
but unfortunately it did work. And we see the consequences of these actions years later when Vivian is a little older, teaching at the university, and Reese comes back into town from Wales to oversee a family event just before Halloween. As usual, I won't go into more detail because I don't want to spoil everything that ends up happening, but like I said in the opening of this episode, I really enjoyed this read and thought it was a really fun book. But even though I did enjoy it, and clearly a lot more than the proposal, the finished product wasn't totally 5 out of 5 stars. It was a little hokey or cringy at times, as a lot of chiclet romance books are, but it was also a little cliche as well in regards to some of the character descriptions. Like Vivian being described as liking to wear polka dots, dresses, or skirts, she kind of struck me as a character that was written by a live-laugh-love girl, if you know what I mean. But I think part of the reason I did like it so much was because it had so much potential as well. I wish so badly that the author had been told what great material she had, but had been instructed to maybe work on it a bit longer, take out some of the cliche material, but really just expand on these characters, this world she created, and the overall storyline. Because I totally could have seen this as being a really great multi-book series, as well as a potential TV series. Because it kind of reminded me of 2005's Bewitched with Nicole Kidman, along with Sabrina on Netflix, and Practical Magic, as well as True Blood. And it's just such a shame because while it was really entertaining, I just saw so much unfulfilled potential at the same time. But I will say one area she wouldn't have to make any changes would be the dialogue. While it's not high-level literary conversation like Sally Rooney, it struck me as being pretty ideal dialogue for a TV show screenplay. So as I already touched on, this would be a pretty great read for anyone who's a fan of what I just mentioned. So the movies Bewitched and Practical Magic, as well as the TV shows Sabrina and True Blood. And even though it's a book that I wish had had more work and time gone into it to really workshop and expand on what Sterling gives us, it was still a fun read that piqued my interest enough to the point where I do want to read the sequel. Plus, the book did match my expectations. Again, I wasn't expecting something on the level of Sally Rooney or Colson Whitehead, but it was still a solid read considering the type of book that it is and that I expected it to be. So I'm going to give it about three and a half out of five stars. And with that, I'm going to end the episode here. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to tune into the next episode. I promise it won't be another romance book. And be sure to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. That's the biggest way to support the show. Subscribe from wherever you're listening from. And be sure to check out the Instagram page as well for some more content. And with that, I will talk to you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening from. If you like this show, you can rate and review on iTunes, and be sure to follow along on Instagram at Brutally Honest Books.